It's time for JT the Brick. Just want to share with you quickly how gutless the media is. In general, gutless. The Washington Commanders and their failure in that organization had an effect on the Raiders. And if you look big picture, all those emails that started, everything changes. One storyline changed a 10-year contract, but that triggered one of the most massive turnovers in Raider history. JT the Brick. The Brian Flores lawsuit, where he claims the Dolphins owner, Stephen Ross, asked him to tank games. Where's that story today? Don't see it anywhere. The John Gruden emails. How come Gruden's emails exclusively were leaked and no one else's were leaked? And who else was on those emails? Ooh, don't want to go there, right? Who else was on those emails? Can't find that. We can find out about marching bands. What a joke. And now, here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you. Happy NFL schedule release day on the flagship of the Silver and Black. Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM, and on the Raiders mobile app. As we are ready to roll today on what is a busy, busy day, my teammates, Q, who's the program director and host from 2 to 4, and Vinny. Vinny will be on live during the official schedule release. I keep it here all day long as we are ready to roll on what I think is one of the best days of the year to be on the radio. We get a lot of perks in this time slot, lunch crowd, lunch crowd, people in their cars. I love that. And there's a lot of press conferences during the year. So we could break to Derek Carr. We could break to Josh McDaniels. Today I'm screwed because I have to uh, wait until next week to go over the schedule with you. But I can tell you this, I will not be the leaker. I will not be part of the cover-up. I am not a leaker. So that's all I'm going to say. I got a general idea of what's going on. You're not going to hear it from me. That's it. So if you want to go leakage and you got you heard this on the Internet, this guy said this, this team put out this game and the Raiders are on it, you can call in and speculate everything. All that I will say, all that I will say, is simply this. The league does not do us any favors. That's all you're getting from me. That's it. So the league, the league doesn't do us any favors, but your Raider Nation, you know that ahead of time, and that's it. You go figure it out. Uh, for me, the schedule is pretty simple. Beat the teams in front of you. Go beat them wherever you go. Play them in the parking lot and go beat them. But this year, the schedule is demanding. The schedule is demanding. And we'll see how the Raiders handle travel when these games are announced, when they'll be on the East Coast. As we know, Pittsburgh is on the East Coast. Jacksonville, New Orleans is heading East. There's some games here that we can speculate on. The Tennessee game, really excited to see where that game is. So fans could road trip and have a really good time. And then the national games. How many of the national games will the Raiders get in Las Vegas? And how many of the Raider national games will be on the road? Uh, That will be a topic for all of us to discuss. And you'll know everything you need to know on that. You'll know everything you need to know on how many games that are big for the Raiders. And they're all big. I mean, the Texans game is just as big as any game. It's a win or a loss. Jacksonville's just as big as a Kansas City game. It's a win or a loss. But how many of those games are going to be in prime time on the road, and how many are going to be prime time at home? That's all I'm giving you. And again, you are going to be worked up. You're going to get worked up today, period. So that's all I got. No leakage. 
I'm going on a road trip to San Diego with my wife. We're staying at the beach. We're going to a nice couple of days. We're shutting it down. Uh, the empty nesting's coming to an end. The boys are home from college. The young one's home. The older one's coming home in a couple of days. And uh, we need to get the hell out of here before it gets to 114 degrees every day here when we bake like potatoes. I love schedule release day. And uh, hopefully we'll have an opportunity to really dive into it. And I know the guys who are on after me are going to do a big job with it too. So you can speculate. You're not going to get anything out of me. But again, as far as I will go, this league, this league and the Raiders, it's always interesting to see what this league thinks of the Raiders, where schedule Raider games, where they put Raider games, brand new stadium, everything that we're talking about. What will the league do for Mark Davis after we had a great draft? And schedule is built before the draft. Beautiful stadium, built on time, built on budget. The entertainment capital of the world where everybody wants to come. Let's see what the league does for Mark Davis today as we get rolling. So that's where I'm at. Other than that, there is a quarterback news. I mean, I woke up today and Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, uh, the news that the Raiders got another quarterback in Jarrett Stidham is a pretty big topic. It's the number one headline story at ESPN.com. Number one story right here. Source, Patriots trading Stidham to the Raiders. So uh, with Schefter's name on it and the way this deal looks, I, th- I think this is a really big topic today to talk about. And uh, with the guests we have, we're going to replay the Fred Bolitnikoff interview sometime next hour in guess this breaking news. But the Patriots are finalizing a trade. Backup quarterback Jared Stid- uh, Stidham to the Raiders. A source confirms Mike Reese, who covers the Patriots, put that out. The Patriots will also send Las Vegas a 2023 seventh-round pick. In return for the Raiders, six-round selection, according to a source. We'll wait for the Raiders to make it official. But remember, Stidham at one point was considered a top candidate to replace Brady in New England in 2020. He enters his fourth season in the NFL and will vie for the backup spot behind Derek Carr. He joins Nick Mullins and Garrett Gilbert. So there are four quarterbacks for the Raiders there. So in my opinion, seeing Stidham play and knowing him, he goes ahead of Mullins and goes obviously ahead of Garrett Gilbert. Now, I I don't know what this means, but there's two backup Patriot quarterbacks on this roster. And I'm looking at, at, at this as great news. This is glasses half full for Derek. Here's why. Derek had a quarterback last year in Marcus Mariota who's pretty good. Really good quarterback. Won playoff games, was a Heisman Trophy winner. If Derek didn't play well, and he played exceptionally well for most of the year, you could have benched Derek for Mariota in certain points if the season started to unravel. And Derek didn't enable that to happen because the season became a 10-win season. So Mariota held the clipboard and got paid a lot of money to be a Raider. I'm sure I'm going to interview him, hopefully, six, seven years from now, God willing. And once a Raider, always a Raider. I tell you, Mariota's got generational wealth by the backup status and the money he cashed for barely not playing. And when he did, he never threw the ball. He just ran the ball. So we like Marcus Mariota. He's in Atlanta now. But I think this is such a positive story because it gives Derek another guy in the quarterback room who knows the Josh McDaniels playbook inside now. So you got Gilbert and you got a quarterback now in Stidham who can work with Derek with the verbiage. And Derek doesn't need, you know, backup quarterbacks 
competing with against him. That's not going to happen. But what we'll, this will do is that Derek will have the opportunity as he's walking from one meeting to the next and pull one of these guys aside, Gilbert, in camp, or Stidham, and say, hey, you know, that install that we did today, tell me about that. What was it like when you were in New England? What would you like with it? And Stidham might say, man, it was great because it opened up the tight end or it opened up the running back on the wheel route. And you got to look off, look off Derek to the left and then come back. So it's just another Patriot in the room, in the running back room. It's full. It's filled up with really deep talent. And then when you look at the quarterback position, you got two Patriots coming in there that got to know Josh McDaniels playbook better than anybody other than Tom Brady. So I think this is good. And I think that he'll end up being the backup quarterback. Now, Nick Mullins might have something to say about that. Nick Mullins might say, hell with that. I'm going to be the backup and I'm, I'm ready to play. So I don't know exactly what the philosophy is, but I, I look at this as a really big positive for Derek because none of these guys can play at the level of Derek, but two out of the three backup quarterbacks have verbiage and a skill set with Josh McDaniels, and they know everything about him. So it's only going to help Derek. That's the way I'm spinning it. If you got an opinion on the quarterback battle as Nathan Peterman is another guy who put millions in the bank to hold the clipboard, God bless him. He played in the preseason, and uh, Peterman goes to Chicago. So that's the storyline that we're looking at today. Obviously, a lot of Raider fans are wondering what's going to happen coming up with Bradbury potentially. You know, we got a cornerback from the Giants in Bradbury who's still out on the market, and it looks like from all reports that he's going to stay comfortable till after June 1st and work for the best deal out there. So that's where we're at as we open up the show here. Big week next week. Again, a lot of Raider legends are in town on behalf of Fred and Angela Bolitnikoff for the Fred Bolitnikoff Hall of Fame Classic. I'll be emceeing that on Sunday and Monday. It's over at Canyon Gate Golf Club, and we'll be staying at the JW Marriott, and it's going to just be a lot of cool people around for that. So really excited about that. And then next week, the end of the week, I'm in Chicago for Coach Ditka. And Coach Ditka, when he calls me and says, hey, can you do this? I drop everything. It's a high honor in my life. And then I'll spend some time next hour, Coaches versus Cancer, it's the first time I'm missing this gala because I'm with the Bolitnikoffs. I was double booked, but they're in town, and we're going to get excited about helping out Lon Kruger and saving lives with cancer research. So co- coaches versus cancer in town. So this weekend, starting about now, heading into the weekend, you have the biggest names in college basketball in town, biggest names at the MGM, coaches versus cancer, all those legends. you got some of the greatest Hall of Famers to play in town for Fred's event. So it's going to be a cool sports weekend when you're getting around town and having a good time there as we open this up. You want to get through 702-365-9200 as we are brought to you by PT's, best happy hour in town. Hey, I'd go to PT's today. I'd go there and watch the schedule release. It's going to be on ESPN. It's going to be on NFL Network. There's a whole bunch of simulcasts. You can hear it on Raider Nation Radio. And go to PT's and be there for happy hour, 5 to 7, half price drinks, get some food, and go check out the schedule and then start jotting it down and see what you like about this. I'm interested in the bye week. Where will the bye week be? And I'm interested with the games before the bye week. Wink, wink. Yeah. I'm interested in the games before the bye week. Where is the bye week, and how difficult is the schedule heading into the bye week? Because when you get to the bye week, you get a breather, you get to stabilize yourself, you get to heal up some injuries, whenever the bye week is. But then again, when you get to the bye week, are you a team that's competitive? Are you off to a good start? And this team was off to a good start. 
the last couple of years. Come on, beating Lamar Jackson on Monday Night Football, beating Drew Brees on Monday Night Football, going into Carolina and beating Christian McCaffrey to open up the season, going into Pittsburgh and beating Ben Roethlisberger. This team's been ready to play. They were ready to play under the previous regime, and now this regime will have them ready to go too. Remember, August 4th, we have the Hall of Fame game against Jacksonville and Canton, Ohio, which will be a really big game there too, because not because of the game and what's going to happen on the field, uh, just the pomp and circumstance for Cliff Branch and everything that's going to go down there and the fact that they get an extra preseason game, which I think is going to be important. As we mentioned, there's a new quarterback. There's three quarterbacks who are going to play in the preseason if Derek doesn't play. Nick Mullins, Garrett Gilbert, and Garrett Stidham uh, will be able to play here. So that'll be interesting to see, and I'm excited about it. Excuse me, Jarrett Stidham and Garrett Gilbert. So we have a Jarrett and a Garrett. So those are some of your backup quarterbacks there. All right, Raider Nation, what are you thinking today? Are you thinking the schedule is going to screw over the Raiders? Or are you optimistic the schedule is going to be workable and the Raiders? I'm going to give you a, Bobby asked me to do something. I'll talk about it next hour. Bobby and I had lunch yesterday. It was great to get away, and then we had a meeting about our schedule and what we're doing this year. We do that every year. And Bobby said to me, why don't you in the second hour pick every game? I said, well, what is that going to do? That's just going to piss people off. He said, no, do it, and then we'll save it, and then you'll have one chance to change it because Bobby knows I always change my pick before. I I have what I call a Super Bowl preview show, the week of the season starting. Because when I started out uh, decades ago, I worked at Sports Fan Radio, and there was a guy who we worked with on the air who changed the Super Bowl pick throughout the playoffs. And I looked, and I said, what are you doing? He said, well, the team I picked is out, so I'm going to pick this team. I said, no, no, you can't do that. You pick this team to win. you got to stick with it even if they get knocked out. So we'll make all our picks the week of the first game, the first game of the season, and we'll stick with it. And then I'm going to pick the games coming up now. And last year I was pretty close. Last year I predicted the Raiders would win nine. They won ten. It came down to overtime at the end of overtime, the last game of the year to get the tenth win. And they had to win four in a row down the stretch. So I thought my nine number was pretty accurate. Uh, They're coming off 10 wins, and I think they'll be 10 or better. So I'll go through game by game without giving you where that game is going to be played and what time that game is going to be played and all of that because I want the guys who are coming up behind me today to have the actual schedule instead of uh, me here uh, being a part of any leaking. I don't want to get a phone call from the big guy as I'm at the airport later today saying, you leaked the games. How could you do that? No, you can trust me. That's why I've been here this long. I know my lane. I know my rules. I know the schedule. I know where I'm at, and I'll just wait and see. I'm not teasing you. I'm just telling you to listen, and if more games break while we're here on the air, you can jump in and give opinions on that. As a matter of fact, I think that would be fun, is that if you see a game on some leaked schedule or something's being leaked out there, I'm not going to confirm it or not, but if you want to come in and Talk about that game potentially because someone you trust has it or somebody leaked it. You can do that for fun too, but I won't comment on it. 702-365-9200, and there'll be, uh, there'll be some really cool games, I think, being announced today that people are going to be excited about, and I just care the most about travel. Travel is what I learned about. I, I tell this story decades ago. It was 1999, Bruce Allen, who was the GM at the time, brought me into his office on schedule release day. 
and he walked me through on a whiteboard how to break down the schedule. It stayed with me ever since. Travel, where's the bye week? Where's the division games? You know, the potential for all that. And it was kind of like a formula. I was sitting down in a chair as he was on the whiteboard, and he was the son, is the son of George Allen. And he was breaking down schedules when he was eight years old. So I really like this day. I like this day because you can learn a lot. And you can learn a lot about the league. You can learn about, a lot about your players and your coaches on how they handle the news that's coming up. Speaking of handling the news, what a, what a gutless performance by the dubs, the Warriors last night. What a pathetic, gutless, embarrassing, all-time moment for the Warriors because it was in the playoffs and they didn't show up in a playoff game. Now, we know we got a lot of fans who stream the show from the Bay Area. And I got nothing against the Warriors. I don't like Draymond Green. Most people don't. But the Warriors got beat 134-95, to and it wasn't even that close. The Warriors outscored the Grizzlies 28-15 to in the fourth quarter. They outscored them by 13 points and still got destroyed. So for the Warriors, and they didn't even have John Morant, the Grizzlies. They have their best player. So the Warriors had Mike Brown as their coach. What a disaster it is for Sacramento to hire Mike Brown. The Warriors actually quit. So they quit. They got outscored in the third quarter, 42-17. to 17. I never thought that I'd say in my lifetime or of recent times that the Warriors would quit. They've been a dynasty. They won three championships in five years. That's my minimum requirement to be a dynasty. If you're new to the show, to be a dynasty, you have to have three, not two. Two means nothing. The Pistons of 89-91, back-to-back, they went out of dynasty. Okay, you have to have a minimum of three, and the best way to do it is three in a row. But I think three in four years or three in five years, you can call yourself a dynasty. The Patriots are unique because for 19 years, they won six Super Bowls. But did they ever have a pure dynasty? They got beat by Eli Manning twice in the Super Bowl. They got beat by Nick Foles. They almost got beat by Jake DeLome. So were they a dynasty? Yeah, in theory, you can call them a dynasty because they won six. But dynasties are usually teams that do it back-to-back-to-back or back-to-back, miss one, then win again. And for the Warriors and what they did last night was shameful. Shameful because they showed no pride in the uniform and they mailed it in. They wanted to get out of Memphis and come home. They had no intention on competing. I was very surprised by that. Normally, you don't say that about the Warriors. The Warriors do a lot better than that. So that and the Boston Celtic game was incredible with the Bucs and Giannis and Drew Holiday's defense down the stretch. I mean, that was incredible to see. That was probably the best minute of defensive basketball I've seen this year. And that says a lot because the Celtics did did that against Brooklyn and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. But what the Bucs did last night in Boston Garden as the rafters were shaking was really the top end of sports. Giannis was bleeding. He had a cut coming off his eye. Drew Holiday stole two balls and ended the game. It truly was athletic excellence last night in the NBA. Incredible to see. And uh, one last story today, the cover of the Las Vegas Review-Journal, the cover story today by David Schoen, Lost Identity Led to a Lost Season, Uh, the cover story on how, how the Golden Knights didn't make the playoffs which is pathetic that I'm watching teams play like the LA Kings and I'm watching the Edmonton Oilers and the New York Rangers play hockey and there's no Golden Knights. 
I mean, come on. This is a young team, very young team on the, on the doorstep of winning a cup, and they don't make the playoffs. So I'm in a good mood today. I do not know if you'll be in a good mood when you see the schedule or not. That will be up to you, and you have time to tell me and Q and Vinny and everybody about it tomorrow. I think Harry Ruiz, the Latino voice of the Raiders, is in for me tomorrow. Uh, what a great show for him to be in to knock out the schedule, and I'll be tweeting right when the schedule comes complete so I don't get my wrist slapped, and I'll be at JT the Brick. And, oh, watch out. I'm going to break the Internet at 5 o'clock with this schedule, okay? I'm going to break the Internet with this schedule at 5 o'clock. 702-365-9200. Mike in Staten, Italy. Thank God we stream. Can't count on Vegas today. Biggest day of the year. Schedule release. Thanks for calling, Mikey. How are you? Yo, JT, I understand that it's predetermined who, who plays who based on records and, and divisions and stuff like that. But come on, we got to get a New York team into Vegas. How busy would that town be if the Jets, if the Raiders had a home game against the Jets and Giants? We got to wait another two years for it, JT. Come on, get my, get my New York teams in there. And JT, I love you taking the high road because you, you're the Yankees' biggest critic and biggest fan. You got to give... I want to hear you say that Aaron Boone is the manager of the year, my friend. <laughs> and the, the third thing is horse racing is shooting itself in the foot again. They had an unbelievable Cinderella story with a $30,000 cult bought less than 11 months ago, wins the Kentucky Derby for fun, and now he's doing a, a Kyrie Irving. He's holding him out of the preakness oh. for load management. Wait a oh, second. Well, hold on a second. So, hey, Mike, Mike, first off, racing. Mike, hold on a second, because in Vegas, we like to bet on the ponies like everywhere else. I want to know, is that horse clean after that unbelievable push to the front, which a lot of people went, wow, how does the longest shot ever, second longest shot win? And you're telling me no preakness, we're doing load management? I, I think because the horse can't win back-to-back, right? No, the, the, listen. If, if the reason why that horse was such a long shot, JT, was, and, and I'm a little bit of a horse guy, he mm. came in late, uh, he scratched, he was there, the owners thought that somebody was going to scratch, he was seventh on the list to get into the derby. When you go back and you look at the horse, the horse has the pedigree, he comes from a great dam and a sire, he had the penalty, and he, and he got a jockey that wasn't afraid of the big boy. His first time in Kentucky, he ran the mm-hmm. perfect race. The race broke for him perfect. It, the horse is a real horse. He should have never been 82 to 1. That's first of all. But the second thing is, JT, they're doing the load. I might as well call a horse Kyrie Irving. They're doing load management. <laughs> right. They're not taking him to the preakness. There's no injury, no nothing. All right, Mikey, I'll just leave you on this note. And get they, ready, get, get ready to come. Co- Boone for manager of the year. Yeah, I won't say that. Appreciate the call. Take care, Mikey. No. Aaron, the Yankees are playing unbelievable. The last five times, excuse me, six times the Yankees had this record, same exact record, every time they went to the World Series and won five out of six World Series. That's a pretty impressive stat. I'll get you the exact years. Yankees are playing great baseball. Unbelievable to see. My wife enjoys it because I'm not cranky Yankee, and I'm actually in a pretty good mood around the house here. Uh, Raiders schedule he releases today. All I will tell you, because there'll be no leakage, no leakage from me. 
It's tough. <laughs> it's tough. It's always tough around here. I'm standing up in my home studio. It's always tough around here. That's why the Raider Nation, I say, Raider Nation, unite at 5 o'clock today. Let the masses know how you feel. The Raiders are notorious. They'll play any schedule, anywhere, anytime. Al Davis never cringed when a schedule came out. Everybody cringed at Al Davis in the 70s, 80s, and 90s when the schedule came out in the early 2000s. But the Raiders now play in Vegas. It's a destination city where fans want to come and see a show, have great dinners, and go to the pool all day, gamble, and most importantly, not be told when to go to bed, to go to your room because everything's shut down. We are now a mecca for sports here in Vegas with the Golden Knights and the Las Vegas Raiders, the Southern Nevada Sports Hall of Fame, everything we have in this market, the new Dollar Loan Center, out to the new ballpark, the Las Vegas ballpark where I live. It's a crown jewel. And now the Raiders have an opportunity to host the biggest games, including the Super Bowl, coming off the NFL draft. Who's a friend of the Raiders? Nobody. Nobody is a friend of this team outside the brothers and sisters of the Raider Nation. It's schedule release day. Are you fired up? Get to the internet. Call your airline. Book a hotel room in New Orleans, in Jacksonville, and Tennessee. Book a hotel room in Tennessee and Nashville because hopefully I'll be out there for that one. Love to do my gig out there for that because that's a cool place to go. JT, a great day today. We thank our friends at Doghouse Saloon, the place inside the famed gorgeous Resorts World. My mom and dad come in next week. We'll be spending a lot of time at Resorts World. My mom likes to play the slots. And these slot machines are like the size of skyscrapers. And my dad and I will float into 8 Lounge and have a cigar. Can't wait to see my parents. All right, Raider Nation Radio on a busy day. If you see anything on the schedule, let me know about it, will you? He's the running back, and Carr will go back into the gun. On second and goal, Jacobs cuts middle, walks in, jackpot, baby, Josh Jacobs, touchdown for the Las Vegas Raiders. The godfather, Brent Musburger on the call, JT, happy schedule or release night, not during the day. You know, the big guys, Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, they don't do any leaking. I don't leak. Uh, I'm assuming that when the schedule comes out, you'll have plenty of time to make moves, and get an idea. You know the national games in London. Uh, they give you obviously the first primetime game that's on Amazon. That Chiefs Chargers game in Week Two. And Adam Schefter tweeted out today the first schedule announcement of the day, but not the last. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs first Tom Brady and the Bucks in Week Four on Sunday Night Football. Adam Schefter also tweeted out uh, Thursday, August fourth. We knew that Jaguars Raiders. So that's a great game. It's a phenomenal game. You don't have to worry about the game. It's like the NFL draft, right? I told you the NFL draft was here in Vegas. You didn't care about the draft. Raiders didn't have a pick, right? Just enjoy the party. Same thing August 4th. Raiders are playing. You get out there for the game. The team will leave. Remember, the team will leave. 
and the owner will stay back. His best friend's getting in the Hall of Fame, Cliff Branch, and some dignitaries. So that weekend, starting August 4th, and if you're going to the Raider game, the Hall of Fame game, you probably want to get there that Wednesday, and you might stay through Sunday as Cliff's getting in. So that, that's a huge road trip for a lot of Raider fans who I know. I know two or three of them that I talk to who are not going to a Raider home game this year because they're going to the Hall of Fame game. And they're going to spend four or five nights there. That's not cheap. So the schedule will be released at 5 o'clock Pacific time, and we'll see how that plays out. Uh, Raiders still making deals and still doing deals, which I think is smart here. If the Raiders see a player that they like and they want to jump on it and go get a cornerback, a backup quarterback, as we saw today, another wide receiver, fine by me. I real From the first time I've met Dave Ziegler, we had a great conversation. As you heard that, it's up at Raiders.com. And I think they're really being busy trying to trim down and get money available to sign these rookies and undrafted free agents who make the team and then possibly get a player on the offensive line. Heard a guy today on the radio say that the Raiders are going 8-9. and nine. Okay, it, it, you can't stop these people. And sometimes they're right. Sometimes they're right. But 8-9? Because of Vegas. What's happening now is people are getting tripped up because they're looking at the Vegas odds and they're seeing how many games the Raiders are going to be an underdog against teams because Vegas has to do that. The sports books at the Westgate and Circa, they got to put up these lines before the season starts. Well, there could be a game in week six where the Raiders are an underdog and that quarterback could be knocked out for the year in week four. So you don't know what's going to actually happen, but this is how they get you to gamble early. They set the line at eight and a half wins. You know where these opponents are and how difficult the schedule is. And they want you to bite. And they want you to bet that the Raiders are going to win nine or more. And I think they will. But I am a little bit surprised, and maybe that number changes today, when Raider Nation sees the schedule, looks at the schedule, and then says, yeah, I'm comfortable putting down 200 bucks, 500 bucks, 1000 on the Raiders to win nine. And if enough Raider fans do that today, or over the weekend, they'll move the Raiders to the total of nine. And then the Raiders would have to win ten games to cash your bet instead of nine. So that's going to play out here, and I think play out here pretty quickly as the schedule gets released in a couple of hours. Mac in Los Angeles on the Raider flagship streaming on the Raiders mobile app. What's happening, Mac? Hey, JT. Uh, I know you're excited just like the rest of the Raider Nation, and I know, and I'm glad, you know, they've, You've been doing this for a long time since the hacksaw days, mm-hmm. and uh, I just want to say, you know, the, I'm, I'm going to the Hall of Fame game, but you know what, uh, JT, I don't care. I, I want them to keep it at six because I made money last year when they kept it at. at I mean, at, they kept it under the under ten, mm-hmm. and I won all that money. Just keep it there. They, they, you know, we don't get no respect. And that's fine. We we don't need it. But you, I just want to say that the the schedule. I'm hoping because um, I went to the New Orleans. I like the road trip games because you know what? When you win on the road, the the fans are so quiet. They don't say. They can't say anything. But I, I, I my biggest thing, JT, is that um, they. Don't, I want. I hope we get a a home game the first game. Because, you know, mm-hmm. back when we were in Oakland, we wouldn't get a home game because the A's were playing a lot of times during the season. So that was one of the reasons why we didn't never get – we always was on the road the first week of the season. So I'm hoping mm-hmm. – do you think we'll be able to play the uh, Patriots at home? 
uh, we have the Patriots. We have the Patriots at home. No, the Patriots will not be. Appreciate the call. The first game of the season, they will not be. The only thing, and again, I'm not leaking any games. I'm not leaking anything. I'm just telling you one broad thing is that the schedule is a beast. It's hard. It's hard early. It's hard. And we knew that. I, I, I could tell you that without knowing anything. It's a hard schedule. Everybody knows that around the league. We know that. It's a hard schedule. So put your big boy pants on today. All right? Go put your big boy pants on and get ready to pounce on the schedule when it's officially released. And then give your opinion. Scratch your head and go, okay, okay, we can do this. Because I'm leading the charge in Raider Nation, as I always have. The schedule is always manageable. It's difficult because the Raiders won 10 games. They're playing the NFC West, and they play in the toughest division in football. And they didn't get, you know, you're playing in the AFC West, and you got to play on the road at Tennessee. And, you know, there's some games here. You know, you don't play in the same division as Pittsburgh, but you got to play at Pittsburgh. You know, that, that's never an easy game. Mike Tomlin, look at Mike Tomlin's career record. But one of the things that I've been able to look at, and what I'm looking at too today, and I'll be tweeting about it right at 5 when I land at 5.01, is that this is a big car year in beating other quarterbacks. Some people don't like that. I'm sure Derek doesn't like that. There are games all year long. The, the one thing that I'm optimistic about with this schedule, and I'm going to give you every game next hour. I'm going to pick every game, and I'm going to get crushed for doing it because some guys will call me a homer or this or that. Great. Come dive in my pool and have a Mandela with me then. But when you look at this schedule and you look at what they have to do, Derek is playing a bunch of quarterbacks that he should be able to outperform in these individual games. Jameis Winston in New Orleans. Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. Don't even know who the quarterback is. Drew Locke, we know how Drew Locke does against Derek. Mitchell Trubisky or Pickett in Pittsburgh. Okay, San Francisco, I'm dying. I'm hoping Trey Lance is the starter. If Jimmy Garoppolo's there and they don't get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo and Jimmy Garoppolo comes in, Jimmy Garoppolo wins the majority of his games. He's a hell of a quarterback. I want Trey Lance. Mac Jones in New England. Houston, who's Houston's quarterback? It should be Baker Mayfield. So when you look at all of this outside the division, outside the division, there are quarterbacks. Matt Ryan's a hell of a player, hell of a player future Hall of Famer, but there are quarterbacks that Derek could go out and throw for 340 yards, and Crosby and Chandler Jones can put on their ass, and hopefully the Raiders, if they're an underdog, can win those games. We'll see. We'll see. I'm going to try to pick some games next hour. Joe in Utah. Thanks for listening, Joe. How are you today? JT, you got me here? I got you you clean. Go ahead. Yep. All right. Thanks. Hey, first off, you and Bobby, thank you guys for putting in the daily grind for us. Raider Nation loves and appreciates y'all. Uh, I got a quick personal statement about the sketch coming up, and then I got a quick message for Raider Nation. Uh, I ain't worried about the sketch. I ain't worried about it. I'm excited so I can plan my vacation and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Everyone's excited for that. But I ain't worried about it. I expect to get screwed over by the league. I expect that. Ain't nothing yep. new here, right? Yep. And I ain't going to cry about it. I ain't going to mm-hmm. So here's my message for Raider Nation, all right? Remember who we are, okay? Show some pride. Show some poise. Don't whine, don't complain, don't flinch. It is what it is. We can't control it. And you know what? I don't care because Raiders, 
We'll beat anyone, anytime, anywhere. Just win, baby. Yeah, Love thank y'all. you. Thank you. Uh, thank your optimism. You're going to need it today. Thanks for the optimism. I love that. Play anybody, anywhere, anytime, and just beat them. And that'll be it. That, that, that'll be it. Play the team. Last year, I thought the Raiders were better than I thought. They were better than I initially thought. I had nine wins, and I have ten or more now. So I'm going to go over that next hour, and we'll go game by game, even though I don't know the dates of the games when I talk about these games for obvious reasons because JT, no leakage. Someone make that T-shirt. JT doesn't leak, <laughs> right? JT doesn't leak. Big Al in San Francisco. Al, longtime friend and caller. That was the most gutless performance in Warrior history dating back to pre-Rick Barry. Adels and the legends in Mullen who played. What was that last night in Memphis? Uh, an incredible aberration. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to defend them. Uh, it was terrible. I mean, I'm watching. I'm at home watching the game. They go down 17. I wrote a text message to a friend of mine. I go, when this game hits 25, because it was over. When I when it hit 17, I knew it was over. Uh, when this game hits 25, I'm turning it off. I'm going out to dinner. Um, they ha- they just didn't show up. I mean, between, I guess, uh, apparently there was a lot of stuff going on on uh, Monday between the emotions of you know Draymond's best friend was murdered. You know, best friend and roommate, so not just like BFF, like somebody pretty close to him. Kerr getting sick an hour before the game. Um, they, you know, they didn't play well on Monday. They trailed for 47 minutes and 15 seconds of a 48-minute game. They had to come cross country. Um, Memphis was playing their Super Bowl, and that's not any indictment on Memphis. They were, look, they're the number two seed. Golden State's number three, so we're not talking about a schlep team here. Um, and they just came, and Memphis came out the door, and we, you know, and basically just took it right at them. You know, the first three games of this series, Stephen Adams didn't play. You know, they played the the last four minutes of garbage time in Game Three, and we all sat there and wondered why, because in Game Four and Game Five he changed the game. Um, the Warriors just were they came out poorly. They they started shooting threes immediately, which they should never ever ever do. I know they're a three-point shooting team, but go to the basket a couple times and get your bell rung. Okay, get into the physicality of the game against an incredibly physical team before you start doing that. Uh, turning the ball over way too much in the first quarter. Um, and mm-hmm. we also, the, the points off turnovers were like 25-3 at one point. Um, it was, in, look, they played horrible. It was disgraceful. Everybody's talking about how disgraceful it is. If anybody thinks that that's going to happen again tomorrow night, the answer is no. Will they win tomorrow night? Well, that's why they roll out the ball and they play it, but it won't be. It will be a hell of a basketball game, and I hope that everybody watches it and let's see what happens. If you remember back in 1985, um, the Lakers went into Boston and they got their tails handed to them in the NBA Finals by like 35. Yeah, okay, they-, they came back and they won the series. So look, a series is four. A series is not one. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Big Al checking in there on the performance. I, I was just surprised by that, just in general, how the Warriors showed no heart. That's what it's all about. You have to show heart. And it was li- it's like a high school team down 40 at the half and warming up the bus. Warming up the bus and you don't take showers after the game when you're in high school. You get on the bus and go home. I mean, the Warriors were like waiting for their barbecue to go and get on the plane. That was pathetic. 
I mean, the Warriors are a likable team because of Clay and Steph. They're really unlikable because of Draymond. Warrior fans put up with Draymond. You think the fans around the country like Draymond Green? And if John Morant was at 100%, they match up well. And the Warriors could blow out. You know what it's going to be like at the Chase Center in San Francisco? They're going to go crazy because if the Warriors lose this game at home, the series is over. They're not going to win in Memphis. And they have better players. Well, that, that was incredible to see. JT, as we continue on, Fred Bolitnikoff interview. We want to help Fred. There's still a foursome left, I believe, but you can make donations at Bolitnikoff.org. Buy an autograph, buy a jersey, and please, please help out Tracy's Place of Hope. And it's swung on, hit in the air to right field and deep. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. It's a three-run home run for Glaber Torres. Glaber is mastering the stroke to right field. It's Glaber Day. <laughs> and like a good Glaber, Torres is there. A three-run home run. The Yankees take a 3-1 lead. How about the Yankees and the way they're playing? JT, back with you. Uh, Fred Bolitnikoff interview. I'll also go game by game, not knowing the dates. Uh, leaving that out with the Raiders schedule release uh, coming up. But I'll go through game by game, which, again, I'm going to blame Bobby. He asked me to do it. He's been with me a long time. We came up with that yesterday. And, Bobby, when, uh, jump on the mic for a second. I mean, you want to cause me this pain. We were talking over our great lunch at the Rum Runner, which was great to be back about, you know, why not go out there and not hold me accountable but get me hours before the schedule to go out. You know I'm going to get roasted, either being called a homer or being Debbie Downer. There's a, Bobby, it's a no-win for me. The best fruit is always out on the limb. <laughs> Thank you. That's, it. that's what they said. Go out on a limb because that's where the fruit is. But I'll have an opportunity to change my mind. I'll have an opportunity to change my mind the week of the regular season as we get going here. Let's keep it going. Great hour today. Appreciate everybody checking in. Ruben is in Las Vegas. What's happening? Hey, JT. It's such a beautiful day outside. I know I know you're not the king. I mean, you're not going to leak anything, but can you at least give us how many primetime games we're going to have? Nope. Can't do that. That's leakage. Yeah. Can't do that. Oh. Can't do that. Enjoy vacation. Ruben, you didn't call me just to you want you actually called the show for me to leak with my bosses li- listening, leak the primetime games? At least how many? I mean, at least how many? I know you don't want to give out the schedule itself, and I, I haven't been myself been looking at none of these uh, tweets or mm, internet yeah. stuff about you know leakage and whatnot. I just want to know prime time, how many yeah, thanks for the call. And uh, I'll just stay back on that one. And again, you know, I've been with the team. This will be my 24th season with the Raiders. And obviously I have an idea what's happening today. But uh, I will keep that between me and my wife at the airport bar. And uh, knowing, knowing, <laughs> knowing the schedule and knowing the travel and knowing everything, I'm very happy. But I will be drinking more Modelo's. And is, is, there a, uh, is there a bucket of Modelo's that I could get at the airport? The Southwest Terminal, because uh, I will, I, I'm not leakage, but I will have a bucket of Modelo's on my quick flight to San Diego. Yeah, I'm going to a buddy's birthday party. who's a season ticket holder for the Raiders, which I'm excited about. He's at every home game. He lives in Maui in San Diego, and we're going out there to do that. And my sons are back from college. My oldest son. 
Jack from Oklahoma, my youngest home from ASU. So uh, keep an eye on the house. Uh, we have everything dialed in. But uh, the, Bobby, the first time you were left home alone, do you remember what was it? Knowing you and where you grew up in Boston, I bet you it was like you were probably thirteen or fourteen being left. Is that, is that accurate? Oh no, I was actually more of a latchkey kid. I was about eight Ooh. or nine. Yeah. Eight or nine. Well, yeah, because both, par- both parents had to work. They'd get home at five. I get it. You know, I get out of school at two. So, yeah, I uh, my my parents tested me on being home alone, and I failed. I, I threw uh, I threw some big parties at the house in Long Island, but then if you fail, you don't get a chance to do that again. So that's See, that, a <laughs> that was the thing. I mean, that was cool through about eight, nine to about thirteen, fourteen, and then they came home one day, and that was that was the end of that. Well, when I grew up as a kid, we had something really cool. We had the woods. Kids today don't grow up with the woods. Like my kids, when I was my kid's age, we'd go to the woods in Long Island and we'd set fires. And then I would come home at night and I would hang up my coat in the closet, the main closet right off the front door. And then my dad would wake me up in the morning and say, come on down and smell the closet. And because we were at a fire all night, my mom's coats, my sister's coats would be ruined because they'd smell like smoke. But we don't have any fires. And not to make light of this, but what's happening in Laguna Beach What's happening in Laguna Beach? I don't know if you saw the the video of the fires there oh, yeah. on on the beach and in and that close to the beach in the ocean. Just incredible to see what's happening here. Unbelievable. 702-365-9200 before we set up next hour, which I'll do a segment on picking games. We'll go game by game. Fred Bolitnikoff replay because whenever we have Freddie on or a superstar legend, we like to go back and revisit it again. All the interviews that we have with our legends are brought to you by M Resort. Spa and Casino. I know a couple of people are in town this week because the Raiders are here for Fred. Wink, wink. So the M Resort Spa and Casino, wink, wink, would be a great place to be a Raider fan this weekend when it comes to a lot of cool people being in town here. So it's going to be a fun weekend, and we'll see what happens with these playoff games in basketball. Just There's no LeBron, no Anthony Davis, no Kyrie Irving, and Bobby, do we have that uh, do we have that soundbite if we can play it by Marks, who's the GM? Listen to the GM. Listen to the GM of the Brooklyn Nets putting the hammer down on Kyrie Irving. Is the organization committed to Kyrie long term? Yeah, look, I think that's something we've been discussing, and we will continue to debrief on and discuss throughout this uh, off season. And it's it's honestly not just Kyrie. I mean, you bring Kyrie up, but we have decisions to make on on a variety of different free agents throughout uh, throughout our roster. Um, we haven't had any of those discussions yet, so it'd be unfair for me to comment on you know how it looks with with us and Kyrie, because to be quite frank, he has some decisions to make on his own. What he's going to do with his player option and so forth, like that. But I think we know what we're looking for. You know, we're looking for guys that want to come in here, be part of something bigger than themselves. Um, play selfless, play team basketball, uh, and be available. And that goes not only for Kyrie, but for, for everybody here. That's such a great soundbite. That's basically the GM saying Kyrie's not available. He's too big for himself. He just hammered him. And he threw in other players in vague, but that's, that's great. Finally, someone coming down on Kyrie Irving. Raider Dave in Denver with the Broncos play, and the Raiders have to travel and host Denver this year, as always. How are you, Dave? I'm doing good, man. You're a class act. I understand you can't go to where the, you know, you're going to get in any kind of trouble. But if people are listening to Raider Nation Radio in the last oh, few days or so, mm-hmm. there has been some announcements of 
five primetime games, two on Monday nights, two on Sunday nights, one on a Thursday. Uh, Up to this point when it's official, it's all hearsay, though, of course. And that I had read and, and found out that the Raiders start at home against the Broncos. I unfortunately can't make that game, but that should be a great game to start off with. Why not let the Raiders go 6-0 and in the last six meetings against these Broncos? Mm-hmm. Why not? And I think uh, there was a little bit of talk this morning about one of those Sunday night games being the Sunday before Halloween in New Orleans. Well, Dave, let me just stop you. Wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. You could not you could not be more wrong with everything you said. That's it. No leakage. No, I'm I'm good. I've been good. There's been a good good off season for me, and it's only gonna get better as we get ready for Cliff Branch. And I just wish Cliff was at Freddie's golf tournament and just everybody because Cliff always liked to win. Uh Cliff was a guy who always had a pencil at a golf tournament. And whenever we gave out the awards at the end, there was always a team, first or second, with big gifts and trophies. And Cliff would be a part of that winning team. Can't wait to see Phil Villapiano, Raymond Chester, Tim Brown, all the legends who are coming in. Oscar De La Hoya. It'll be a fun weekend, everybody. All right, let's come back next hour. We'll listen to Freddie B again. Uh, we'll get you ready for the schedule release. What a show for Q and Vinny coming up later. You cannot miss the radio today.